Welcome back to another episode of the Team Rhino Outdoors Muskie Fishing Podcast. I know it's been a couple minutes since I've uh, put out a new episode. For those of you that are into the Muskie Fishing Podcast deal, check out Backlash Podcast. That is our primary focus when it comes to podcasting. We put that one out every single Wednesday with our co-host from Muskie Mayhem Tackle. So you can go and, and check out Backlash Podcast for, you know, weekly content. This one here, Side Project I meant for it to be bi-weekly, and it was for a little while, and then it wasn't. And so now we're going to try to fire this one back up, I guess, as, as often as I can. I don't, I'm not going to make any promises on this one. This week, we're going to talk to John Betty with Stealth Tackle. Yeah, I know. Leaders aren't as flashy and cool to talk about as Tackle is. You know, the latest and greatest in musky baits. Everybody's dreaming of the newest colors, the newest stuff, but... Uh, when it comes to stealth tackle and terminal tackle, I believe that that's equally as important as what you're throwing. You know, if you don't have the right gear, or, you know, and you're not going to get optimization out of your baits as far as action goes and, and stuff like that. So we're going to talk to John about that. And he's, I mean, there's not a more expert in the uh, field of leaders than, than uh, John Betty from Stealth Tackle. In my opinion, he's the premier leader maker when it comes to musky tackle and if you want you can find an entire selection of stealth tackle at teamrhinooutdoors.com as you can find a, an entire selection of a whole lot of stuff i mean for anybody who hasn't visited our website we are your number one source for custom colored lures that was kind of our thing and we had customers ask us like hey how come i can't get a black and nickel cowgirl how come i can't get a black and orange bulldog and so that wasn't initially our plan. It is our plan now. So we've uh, filled those gaps. You know, if you're looking for stock colors from a lot of companies, we carry them now. Musky Frenzy recently just came out with their IC9 bucktail. And so we have a bunch of his stock colors. You know, you go with Musky Mayhem. Uh, they came out with a detonator and the trigger. And we have all the stock colors in that. Like I said, Musky Innovations, a bunch of stock colors. Chaos Tackle, stock colors. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Joe Booker Outdoors, we've been adding some custom colors. But we also have... A entire line of all the stock products that you can typically find everywhere. So when you come visit Team Rhino Outdoors and you get one of our awesome, you know, custom exclusive color pattern baits, pick up a stock color that you would be able to, you know, typically get anywhere, but you might as well add it to your cart since you're already shopping with us. And speaking of shopping with us, you know, we say it all the time. We can't thank you all enough for the support. And that's pretty much why we haven't been able to put out podcasts on a, you know, more consistent basis. It's just, uh, you know, we've just been too busy, and that's that's a great problem for us to have. Uh, if if you're like I said, if you're new to the podcast or you're new to Team Rhino Outdoors, you're not familiar with us. I'm still an electrician, so I'm out there, you know, wiring houses. That's kind of what I do. That's what pays the bills. Uh, you know, to date, I still haven't taken a paycheck from the uh, bait business. We continue to roll it all back in, so we can build this thing up to be your your one stop shop for all your musky fishing needs. That's kind of what we're uh, our goal. And uh, we won't really stop until we, uh, we achieve that goal. In fact, uh, coming soon, we should have more stuff. Cortland Master Braid, that's a, an, a line that's uh, been around for a long time. But hopefully by the time you hear this, it'll either be here or it'll be really soon. You know, it's just one example of things that we continue to add to try to continue to, you know, push the boundaries as far as getting you all the gear that you want instead of just selected stuff. So anyways... Enough about Team Rhino Outdoors. Like I said, if you're looking for gear for your next musky fishing adventure, check out www.teamrhinooutdoors.com. And I'm going to go dial up a conversation with John Betty from Stealth Tackle. 
All right, my guest today is John Betty with Stealth Tackle. Typically, leaders aren't the most fun, flashy, awesome thing to talk about, which is unfortunate for John, but fortunately for John, they're probably as important as almost anything else when it comes to, you know, helping put muskies in the boat. And we're going to try to talk a little bit about Stealth Tackle itself. If you haven't uh, ever heard John, that means you probably didn't listen to our Backlash podcast because John's been a... I wouldn't say frequent contributor, but he's definitely been a contributor to that podcast. And unfortunately, we haven't had him on recently. And that's just because Brad doesn't really like him that much. I didn't want to tell John that, but that's why. (laughs) Actually, no, uh, it just hasn't worked out. We've been meaning, typically, we like to get John on the Backlash podcast. I'd say like quarterly, maybe something like that, John. And, you know, we just have you come on and talk about uh, pairing up leaders for, you know, for the baits that are specific to that time of year. And so since we haven't had him on that one, we're going to do that on this one. But if you're new to, you know, podcasting in general, I'm going to have John go ahead and talk a little bit about Stealth Tackle. If you're not familiar, I'd say Stealth Tackle is probably the premium brand when it comes to leaders. I don't want to jinx him, but I haven't heard too many stories, if any stories, of problems. And we've sold lots and lots of leaders, which is a testament to the quality that Stealth Tackle brings to the musky industry. But anyways, John, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your schedule to talk sure. leaders with me. And I'll kind of let you uh, let you talk a little bit about Stealth Tackle, how you, how you got into the industry, what made you decide to start doing it. Maybe talk a little bit about what uh, makes you different or, or, or just talk mm-hmm. about why your product is so good, I guess. Yeah, well, you know, boy, I'd have to think back to when we started. It was... Oh, probably around 2005, 2006. And, and uh, I started making leaders well before that, probably since I was in my teens making my own leaders way back, at which we're not going to discuss what year that was. Just started making our own stuff. I, I was just was never happy with what was available out there on the market from a, a musky leader standpoint. So tinkering with my own stuff and then started taking trips, fishing with various guides, going on trips uh, up to Canada. A lot of the guys would always make a comment about my leaders. Hey, where'd you get those leaders? Well, I make them myself. And so I had guys asking me to make them for them. And that just kind of snowballed into, hey, why don't you bring some to some shows? We'll sell them. So we did that. It just kind of, it kind of blew up uh, to where at the time, I think we were offering one of the most premium leaders you could buy on the market. So there was kind of a void there for, for good leaders. A lot of companies were selling leaders, but they were more or less an add-on to their uh, lure arsenal, so to speak, whereas we just focused on nothing but terminal tackle and leaders. So that's kind of how it started. It Obviously, I was right when I thought there was a, a, a void there that could be filled because we kind of really exploded on the scene, you know, after a couple of years to uh, pretty much growing pretty rapidly to the point where it was like, holy cow, this is going to take up a lot more time than I thought it would, which it did. So slowly, it evolved into, instead of making leaders and selling them to take fishing trips, it evolved into a part-time job all the way up to now where it's uh, where it's my full-time job. So it uh, just over time, it just continued to grow and grow and grow. And, and uh, every year growing a little more all the way up to last year being uh, the best year we've had in business. So we still make them all one at a time, hand tied, hand crimped um, right here in our 
massive factory, which is my garage. <laughs> um, so a lot of, I get a kick out of a lot of people that'll talk about not wanting to buy, they want to buy a handmade leader. They don't want to buy this, the stuff that's in the stores. Well, we're in the stores and we still are handmade, believe it or not, as many as we're pumping out. So myself and a few other, few other guys helping me out, uh, uh, we get it done. We're able to keep up. And I'm sure it's worked out really well. You know, get, you're looking to, uh, subsidize fishing trips by getting into the musky industry. And now you don't have to worry about subsidizing <laughs> fishing trips because you don't get to fish anymore. I don't get to fish. That's I, uh, you know, well this year we didn't have the shows, but I get a lot of people that come to the booth and they're always, Oh, this is so cool. You get to fish all the time. And I'm like, listen, if you like the fish and you've probably heard this from a lot of other guests, don't get into the fishing industry because if you're going to do it successfully and do it the right way and get your product out there and keep people happy, uh, you're going to probably cost yourself some fishing trips now and then. So I would, I would definitely, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a full-time job and we take it seriously. We don't, you know, we don't leave people hanging out there for product and playing the games that I see going on a lot nowadays with a lot of newer companies and stuff like that so we we want our product to be out there readily available in people's hands absolutely and for readily available you can get them at teamrhinooutdoors.com or you can get them at stealthtackle.net i know that john recently uh, he uh, made some upgrades on his website so he has a he has a website you can get him there too if you want to go direct to john or if you're you know picking up some custom baits and uh and you're looking for some leaders you know just add them to the cart through here we carry i'd say probably the biggest if not the biggest one of the biggest selections of stealth tackle stuff around i'd say right john yeah i think you pretty much carry uh i i would say close to if not our our full lineup of leaders so you're probably probably got more more of our stuff than anybody yes that's for sure so Let's talk about leaders. That's kind of why we brought you on. I know everybody wants sure. to know a little bit about the background of Stealth Tackle, and we kind of got that route. One thing I hear these days is there's two things I hear. 18-inch leader, 130-pound uh, fluorocarbon that can pretty much get the job done for everything, which I would 100% disagree with. And then the other one that I keep seeing more and more of is shorter, shorter, shorter leaders, and I'm not sure that I agree with that 100% either. Short is definitely has a time and place, and you offer some options that will do that, but I don't know that's always the best option. Let's uh, let's talk first about short leaders, like when and where. Why, why would you go with a short leader, and what's the downside to using short leaders? Yeah, the, 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 the whole short leader concept, you know, well, first of all, overall in general, you know, there's a lot of personal preference that goes into leaders in general. There, I'm not going to sit here and say this is what you have to use. What we try to do is make leaders to help people with specific lures along with trying to have a made baseline of leaders available too that will work with just about everything. So, you know, what might work for one guy isn't always going to work for another guy. Same with the materials, fluorocarbon and steel. You know, some guys are not a fan of fluorocarbon. So they won't, you know, they, they, they're going to tell everybody off oh, fluorocarbon's junk. Don't use it Or other guys. Other guys love it and have a high success ratio. And I'm never going to tell anybody what they have to use. You know, that's just wrong. You know, a lot of people get into the sport. I try to tell them the best thing they could do is versus sitting on the internet, asking questions is get out of the water and trial and error, you know, try some stuff out, see what's going to work. Take your time, learn your baits, learn what, 
works best with those lures. So that said, pretty much the short leader by design, we started doing shorter leaders back when the rattle uh, bait bite was, was really big down in Kentucky. Those guys needed a leader to run with those smaller rattle baits that wouldn't kill the action of the lures. That was how the spring leader was born. So with that, we pretty much learned, well, that spring leader also, if you have some of these smaller baits like six inches and under that are maybe don't have really good action with a full-size musky leader, you want to, that's when you want to downsize these leaders is with these smaller lures. Now, you know, the flip side of that is it's usually early in the season. These fish aren't as aggressive. They're, they're tail nipping the baits. They're not attacking them like they normally would. When you start getting into the, the warmer water temperatures, when we're using bigger baits, once we're going to the, to the larger lures, I prefer to go up in size at the leader length just to help help prevent any sort of a failure where you might get a fish that aggressively hits a, hits a lure and inhales that lure and you wind up with nothing but line hanging out of its mouth. You know, you don't want to you, you don't want to see that happen. So when the fish start getting more aggressive, you want to go to a little bit longer leader. The argument is that, you know, well, you can figure eight better with a with with a shorter leader. Well, you know, there is truth in that, but we're also using again nine foot, even up to I think some ten foot rods out there now. Learn to execute your figure eights well. You know, practice that. I, I see a lot of videos of guys figure eighting that really are not doing very good figure eights. So you know, take the time to make sure you're doing a nice wide big figure eight as you can instead of just a little short one and oh I could just do it a little bit quicker or easier if I got this nice little short leader on here. Again, you know, the purpose of a leader is to basically prevent getting bit off, losing a lure or hurting a fish. So that's pretty much the you know why we're even using leaders to begin with. And then the other side of that question was eighteen inch, hundred and thirty pound fluorocarbon pretty much good for everything john or or are you gonna are you gonna shy with something else i you know i have people that use 18 inch lake leaders and they like them they like the added light just for the security of a fish inhaling a lure or rolling in the line and if you're using your your bigger sized lures you know when it starts getting later in the year or if you got an early season bite where you're using bigger lures Certainly, there's nothing wrong with going a little longer, but then you have the opposite side of the spectrum where if you go a little bit longer, it's going to be a little harder to, to execute that figure eight. But I have uh, Steve Herbeck's been using 18, he has me make him up 18 inch leaders every year. And, you know, he's one of the guys I started fishing on Eagle Lake with years and years ago where I first started learning about fluorocarbon leaders. He's one of the guys that taught me that. And I think to this day, Steve is still using those same 18-inch fluorocarbon leaders, and that gets the job done for him for just about everything in your average size and up musky lures. So I'd say on a uh, sales you know, side of things, the ST-130 from Stealth Tackle, it's a 130-pound, 14-inch fluorocarbon leader, 
That's probably the most popular of all the fluorocarbon leaders. And John, what would you say the primarily what baits are we throwing using that leader? Because I don't think for me, when I start going into other stuff, dive and rise baits, glide baits, uh, smaller baits, small twitch baits, uh, small crankbaits, that kind of stuff, I definitely mm. do not use that leader. What are most guys using that leader for? Basically, double tugs, your cowgirls, your bulldogs, medusas, your bigger rubber, bigger size glide baits, dive, even sub-dive and rise, although, you know, again, that's kind of a personal preference. You'll get some guys say they like fluorocarbon on it. Some guys say they like the steel with it. So uh, that's, again, kind of a, a personal preference thing. Going back to the, to the lake thing, too, is one of the reasons we started doing the 14-inch length of leader was because with guys wanting the longer length leader that have been fishing for a long time or spend a lot of time on the water, it wasn't exactly uh, conducive for somebody starting out or somebody that doesn't fish that much to use that long of a length of a leader. So we wanted to offer something more than, than a little bit longer length than what was available on the market, which the standard was pretty much at the time a 12 inch leader. But if you take the hardware off, you really don't have 12 inches of leader. So what we did was have a actual 12 inches of material leader. And then with the hardware added, that brought it up to 14 inches. And one of the things too, when we were starting out too, was at the beginning of the uh, cowgirl craze where, you know, those baits were a lot like, you know, <laughs> the fish were like crack junkies with those things. And, and anybody that fished back then and were throwing the double cowgirls when they first came out, you know, those baits were getting inhaled by a lot of fish. So there was a need to have a little bit longer leader. Same thing with the uh, kick and middle craze that, that started up back in the mid to early 2000s as well. So when those fish get aggressive and hit those baits, you want to have a little bit longer leader length to, to help you out, to help prevent any sort of a problem from occurring. So, but yeah, the 130 pound is a pretty standard leader with, could be used with just about any average to larger sized musky lure. And you'll be, you know, pretty much fine with that. The, the spring leaders early in the year also work great with your small phantoms, your small twitch baits, like the little five inch uh, slammers that came out last year. They were awesome with those. Uh, we also have a twitch bait leader, which is a little bit lighter wire material to help just a little bit added more action to the lure. So we got a lot of variety depending on the style of fishing that, that, that guys are doing. And for guys that are looking for steel, the ST-174 is a solid steel leader. I believe that one's 12 mm -hmm. inches. And, yeah, that's 12. And that is probably your most popular option when it comes to steel. And for yeah. me, if I'm using uh, diving rise baits, I prefer that over the fluorocarbon option i i like it better i also think that if you're working over rocks which i tend to work a lot of those dive and rise baits i'll beat those things right into the rocks i i personally like the steel better for that option um mm -hmm. downfall is steel gets bent up and and you, you right. got to replace it more often there's that right and that and, and that's when i get guys that are just new to musky fishing and just starting out if anybody's listening it's just starting out they're like thinking that they're overwhelmed by all these choices and leaders. And I've actually, I have people contact me and I tell them, listen, a great starting point 
for musky fishing with musky, you know, regular musky size lures is that 174 pound solid wire, 12 inch leader. That is going to get you done with just about everything. It's a really good starting point. And then you can experiment around a little bit from there. And the other nice thing about those is, yeah, they get bent up, but that's the least expensive leader that's probably on the market is that solid wire leader. So you can afford to get half a dozen of those and they're going to get bent up. You're going to want to replace them. So. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned that. That was the one thing I was going to say. If you're a new beginner musky angler, you don't know much about them. The ST-174, in my opinion, is the best all-around option for everything. Now, for me personally, I don't. I think it's a little bit too long for glide baits, especially like smaller ones, the six-inch glide baits, whether it be a, a mm-hmm. you know a hellhound, a phantom, or a, a squircle or a baby squircle. I prefer to go smaller yet, either the nine inch or, you know, right. or even a little bit smaller yet than that. Right. Especially- and we do offer, yeah, we do offer those in shorter length. And again, we're talking about a personal preference thing there. So if a guy doesn't want that, we have that option available. Same with the, with the floral carpet as well. We offer it in, in shorter lakes, longer lakes, you know, well, we will tailor anything to, to what the customers need, whether even if they're ordering it from you one of our other retailers or myself, you know, if somebody is looking for something specific, we certainly are definitely open to, to, uh, requests of, of making, making things within reason for people. So I have no problem with that at all. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, those, the shorter lakes, some guys are going to want it for certain baits. So we do offer. Right. And then sometimes the other one is try to shift away a little bit from, from size of leaders would be, the connection on it, whether it be use a snap or a solid mm-hmm. or a, or the uh, solid ring to split ring connection, and again, some guys like to use the the solid ring to split ring because they think it's a better connection. Which, in theory, it probably is a better connection. It uh, you know I don't think I don't think you have to worry about it wearing out as often if you're using snaps. You just want to check your snap. Not that I've had failure issues, but it's definitely mm-hmm. something you want to pay attention to. One snap's not good forever, and right. uh, the the weight of the you know, like those, the more, the more hardware you have on your leader, the the more it can affect the action of a lure, especially small lures, sure. like the smaller twitch baits. I know right. we, we recently did a backlash podcast with Steve hiding. And in that podcast, we talk a lot about, uh, twitch baits mm-hmm. and he goes in depth onto this and like why he uses, you know, the leaders that he uses with that, because it will affect the buoyancy rate. It'll affect mm-hmm. the action of the lure. And so those are all things to consider. And I don't mm-hmm. want to overwhelm guys and, and have lots of choices. Right. Much like John said, get out on the water, take a ST-174 uh, solid wire, take an ST-130, and then uh, see see what you like about them. See how they right. how they work with the baits that you use. For the baits that uh, you know XYZ angler might use, it might be right. perfect. That might be all they need. But then if right. you're you know doing some more of this stuff with these smaller little baits, then you might want to consider you know other options. You know if you're a Minnesota guy and all you're doing is throwing big baits those two leaders will probably be just fine for you all season long. Right. Yeah. I mean, some people's seasons are not opening up until the water temps are already warmed up. So they're never going to throw, you know, a guy's going to say, well, I can use 130 pound fluorocarbon leader for their whole season, which is true. And that's dependent on where, where you're at and the type of baits you're, you're throwing. And that's, that, that goes with, you know, probably they're probably using one rod or, you know, not uh, deferred to a, to a different, a different style or, or action rod either because they're not needing to because they're not throwing as much of a variety of baits throughout the year where some of these 
systems have, you know, year round fisheries or, or, uh, longer seasons. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's got a lot to do with it too. All right. So John, we, we got you covered on casting options. Stealth tackle offers a tremendous amount of different trolling options too. For the sake of this podcast, we're not going to get into that. I'll probably try to get you in in a, I'd say more timely manner. That doesn't mean guys aren't trolling all season long, but the primarily the, you know, fall is the trolling season. And, um, you know, for guys that are looking for additional references, John, why don't you talk a little bit about a video that we did? Yeah, we, a couple of years ago, what was it? Two or three years ago, we did a video that we pretty much covered all the bases of just general, uh, applications for all the different leaders with different styles of baits, as well as progressions through the seasons that is up on your YouTube channel. Right. I believe. Yep. And, uh, I get a lot of people still calling me today. I just had somebody last week that watched it and, uh, commented to me that, that, uh, it was really helpful. They had just started out musky fishing last year. Uh, they found it and, uh, watched it and, and, uh, wound up figuring out a lot of stuff just from that video on what they needed leader wise. He had a couple extra questions for me, but, uh, I've had more than a few people comment on it that it's really helped them out. It's a little, I think when we first did it, we thought it was a little bit long, but uh, for guys that are really looking for a lot of leader info or just starting out and they're think their head's going to explode because it's too much information, they can really use that video to help dissect different, you know, types of leaders and what the, the needs and applications are. Yeah. I thought when we did it, it was like, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes long. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't believe anybody's even going to listen to this or watch this entire right. video, but apparently they do. I mean, at least well, some guys well, do. Yeah. Yeah, the good thing is the people that really need it or are looking for information are the ones that are watching it, which it's it's helped more than a few people out. I, I can tell you that because I've got definitely still, like I said today, getting a lot of good feedback on it. Yeah, and you can find that video that John's talking about on our YouTube channel, Team Rhino Outdoors on YouTube. And, um, you know, hopefully I we, we shot another video talking a little bit about trolling options too. Eventually you'll see that on there as well. Um, Hopefully it turned out. I didn't even listen. I didn't even check out the footage yet. So hopefully that'll, I'm not talking a little too prematurely here, but we do plan to have a trolling video out with that as well um, as a, as an update in that, uh, that series. So John, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your schedule to talk leaders with us. I'd certainly like to get you back on not only this podcast in the fall, but also on the backlash podcast and talk a little bit about it on there. The information, yeah. uh, like I said, it's not super flashy. It's not fun, neat, because you don't have new colors and new baits to talk about. But the information is certainly just as important, in my opinion. So thanks again, yeah, John. Absolutely. Yep, you bet. All right, musky anglers, that was John from Stealth Tackle talking about leaders. Could have went on and on and on about different baits matching with different leaders, and that, that would have been great. If you have questions, certainly send us an email, teamrhinooutdoors at gmail.com. You could also get in touch with john from stealth tackle directly as well and like john had mentioned if you're looking for more information in video form check out our youtube channel team rhino outdoors on youtube we have a video up there it's probably a couple years old three years old maybe uh information is still relevant today so if you're looking for information there go to uh, our youtube channel you can check out that if you're looking to find gear for your next musky fishing adventure check out www.teamrhinooutdoors.com we are your number one source for custom musky gear and all the other gear that you need to help catch muskies this season, year, whatever it is. I know there's a lot of people that don't have seasons, and I'm uh, I'm extremely extremely jealous. We're still waiting for a uh, couple more weeks before we can fire things up in the northern Wisconsin region, and week after that, I think it's uh, 
over to Minnesota. Then maybe it's uh, what a couple weekends after that goes up to Canada, and then everybody's chasing muskies. So we're at a dawn of a new season for many people. Hopefully everybody's out there catching. You know, we'll we'll start the bar at 40 inches. Hopefully we'll start with 40 inches this year. We'd love to see lots of pictures of 50s. That's always the goal, but. Um, I'm still one of those musky anglers that still loves catching, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fine with a, a 38. Those are fine. 34s. Those are even fine too. Any musk you catch is still just as difficult as the, any of the, any of the other ones, no matter how big or small, they should all be cherished and all be hopefully taken care of and released so that we can, uh, you know, live to catch them another day. Anyways, we just want to thank everybody for putting up with us in a leader talk. Hopefully we have a new episode in a couple weeks or maybe even a couple days. I don't know. And uh, we'll get more into the flashy baits that you guys want to hear about. And uh, we'll talk about that kind of stuff. But once again, thanks for listening. And we'll catch everybody all again on the next episode. Mm -hmm.